in association with Nerds Through Comics Tiger Tales War Against Gotham Hello everybody and welcome to Tiger Tales, a place you find stories and fan fictions written and read to you by your host, me, Ty Tiger. Let's delve in to the Tiger Tales Marvel and DC fan fiction universe, where I have cleverly moulded the universes of Marvel and DC into one universe, with multiple storylines all intertwined together in an ongoing story. You can find all of the stories in separate playlists, but if you want to see the entire universe stories in chronicle order, you can find a playlist on the channel as well. Today we're diving back into Gotham with War Against Gotham. Nightwing is trying to train the new Robin, who's been exiled against being a superhero via his city. And of course, they're trying to hunt down the new Dot Dead who seems to be some form of Joker protege. That being said, maybe Nightwing may just have his moment with Alex, Arnie Robin. Maybe it's not going to be too bad. But let's find out. With War Against Gotham, Chapter 4, Training. Dick and Alex was fiddling with one of the back computers. Dick was on his back underneath the desk rewiring the hard wires and making sure the motherboard was intact. Alex was sat in front of the computer screen making sure to tell Dick when it came on. Why are we even reactivating this program Dick? Alex asked. You want to handle Dr. Dick and we now have all of Gotham hating you. So we need some backup. Barbara's the best thing we got. Dick replied. Alex sighed when suddenly the screen turned on and then went off and then back on again, but with data coding all scrolled up on the screen. Whoa, 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 whoa we got something. Alex jeered. Dick pulled himself from under the table and stood up and started typing away and suddenly the pr projection appeared in the middle of the room. It was glitchy and hard to see what the image was. We're gonna have to keep working on this, aren't we? Alex muttered. Sadly, yeah, but... We are a step closer. We are making progress. Dick replied. Then the elevator opened, and Alfred entered the Batcave, carrying a tray with some cups of tea and some toast with some butter and an array of different flavoured jams. He walked up and placed down the tray and looked at what was going on. Good morning, Master Dick. Master Alex. What is going on here? Alfred asked. We're trying to get Barbara back up. Alex told him. Oh, yes. What brought this on? Alfred asked curiously. Roy is trying to find out where Bane is, keeping his new batch of venom, and Dinah is looking after Bloodhaven for me whilst we are sorting things out here. We need some backup. Dick explained. Alfred then walked over and leaned in onto the screen. Did you try the Dark Knight protocol? It is used to reset different parts of the mainframe. Just use it on this one computer. Alfred suggested. Dick sighed and dropped his face into his hand, and Alex looked at both of them rather confused. The Dark Who What Now Protocol... Huh? One of Bruce's things, I assume? Alex asked. It's a safety procedure, just in case. Dick replied. Alfred walked up to the computer and typed away, then waited for two minutes until a blue bar 
uh, popped up and a percentage meter went from zero to a hundred. Then he pulled out a USB stick and handed it to Dick. He took it from the butler and placed it into the computer hard drive and suddenly the screen went all dark. The bat logo appeared on the screen. Then the whole computer rebooted and after a few minutes the hologram appeared and a blue head up, up, appeared before them. Barbara Gordon's face floated before them. Hello Master Dick. Alfred. M Master Alex. Barbara said. It worked, Alex cheered. Kinda. The voice file is corrupted. It won't sound like her, but it's still her consciousness uploaded into an AI. Dick explained. That is unfortunate, Master Dick. But nevertheless, we have her up and running. Alfred said sadly. Alex started spreading jam on a piece of toast and bit into it. Alfred and Dick then threw glances at Alex. What? I'm starving, Alex said with a mouthful. Alex and Dick then spent the rest of the day uploading the new files into Barbara's mainframe. When the night fell, Dick got dressed into his Nightwing suit. He strapped his extremist sticks onto his back when suddenly Alex walked out in his Robin suit, both of them holding their masks in their hand. Well, I'm ready, Alex said. Didn't we agree you're staying here? Dick asked with a frown. Hey, you suggested. You agreed. I'm still coming with you. Alex smiled. Gotham still has it out for the new Robin, or did you forget that? Dick asked. Th then both of them looked up at the back computer as it started signaling an alarm. Dick walked over and started typing. Did you forget about me, Dick? Barbara asked. The hologram appeared. Actually, yes I did. What's going on, Barb? Dick asked the AI. We have a robbery in progress. Seems like we have some of Dr. Dick's thugs breaking into a bank on 7 and David Street. Barbara told them. Robbery? That's not Dr. Dead's usual M.O. Dick said confused. I say we take them out, question them and find out what the freak's going on with some dude robbing a bank. Alex grinned. <sighs> You're not going to listen to me, are you? Dick asked annoyed. Out there? For sure. Here? Hell no. I'm coming with you. I'm not staying here. Alex said in a cocky tone. Fine, but I mean it. You listen to me this time. Dick barked. Maybe she just trust me for once. Alex sighed, then both of them placed their masks on, climbed onto the night cycle, and they drove out of the Batcave. I will just wait here then. Alfred muttered to himself. Have you been teleported to the past? Or de-aged to look like a kid again? Or have you delivered a message to some strange woman who asks questions all the time? And are you stuck? Well called TARDIS Taxis, the taxi service that don't get you where you want to go, but where you need to go. To book TARDIS Taxis, simply call the number in last week's paper. Bookings are six months in advance. We cannot rearrange your booking, as it may rip a hole in the space-time continuum. Refunds are at the discretion of the Time Lords. Call TARDIS Taxis, and we will get you home one day. Nightwing and Robin came to a halt and climbed off their bike. They looked at the thugs as they all came running out of the building with several bags of money in hand. Uh, there's only five of them, Robin stated. Keep close. Don't go overboard. Nightwing commanded. Aye aye, Captain. Robin grinned. Nightwing then ran at the thugs. They dropped their bags and two of them pulled out shotguns. Robin aimed his grapple gauntlet and fired it, the hook hitting the shotgun and he yanked the gun out of the thug's hand and... Th he pulled it and flung it at another thug. The man stumbled. The man, man then paid his attention to Nightwing as he slid past him, grabbing the man's ankle as he did. He stood up and pulled 
the ankle with him dropping the man onto his back then he blocked an incoming attack then blocked a kick and grabbed the man's ankle and slammed his el elbow into the man's knee the man dropped to the floor calling out in pain nightwing then pulled out his scrim sticks and used them to disarm the second shotgun user he grabbed the thug by the jacket and pulled the man and threw him behind him robin came running up and jumped up and kicked the guy in the head as he landed he tripped the guy up and punched the man in the chest then the head knocking the guy out. He then walked up to the first guy who Nightwing took down as he slowly came to his feet. Robin aimed his grapple hook and shot it at the guy, then pulled him in closer, spun around and kicked the guy back down to the ground. Robin then ran out one of the two guys left and shot his grapple hook at the wall behind them. The thug then looked shot as Robin came flying towards him and using his feet to smash into the thug and pushing him into the wall. The thug then grunted in pain as his body smacked against the wall. Robin then shot his grapple hook and attached it to a gargoyle. He flew up into the air and grabbed the thug's jacket, bringing the guy up with him. He started screaming. Robin then let go and the man dropped down a few feet and crashed onto the floor. Robin then returned his hook and as he fell, he landed on top of the thug. Nightwing then kicked the final thug and smacked him in the neck, waist, then knee, then ribcage, then across the face, knocking the man out. Robin walked over to Nightwing and both of them fist bombed. See, I told you I could do it, Robin mutters. Okay, yes, you can handle yourself in a fight, but you don't use your head. Nightwing replied. What the hell does that mean, Robin barked. Okay, this scene right here. I can see three things that tell me a story, something worth using, something that is right here, right now. Nightwing told him. Like, detection work? This is your domain, Robin grunted. Hey, this is what I was taught as a Robin. So did Barb and Tim. We all learned how to see our surroundings, read the room, let the scene of crime tell you what happened. Nightwing told him. Okay, fine, Robin muttered. Then he walked around the flight of unconscious men. He walked past the shotgun and then stopped in his tracks picked up the shotgun and held it out. Best way to find people's names and stuff is through DNA-like fingerprints, Robin sighed. Well, good thing we just installed Barbara, Nightwing replied. Oh yeah, of course, Robin said, then pressed his watch. Uh, hey Barbara, can you scan the shotgun for prints? Robin asked. Of course I can, Robin. Starting scanning for fingerprints now. Barbara replied. He then touched the side of his mask and blue visors appeared over his eyes. It then started scanning the shotgun for any fingerprints and after a minute the visors retracted back into his mask. The prints belonged to a Howard Vodline, a man who was charged with two cases of theft, gun possession and attacking a police officer. Barbara explained. Good job, that's one. What else? Nightwing asked him. He took a step back and watched Robin. Robin looked around and saw one of the guys had lost a poker chip out of his shirt pocket. He picked it up and it was blue and white and one side had the engraving of the words iceberg with an engraving of iceberg surrounding the word. Doesn't Iceberg Lounge have a poker game every Friday? Robin asked. Good, yes. Which means what? Nightwing replied with a small grin. These guys moonlight as workers for the Iceberg Lounge, which gives us the note that the Iceberg Lounge are full of thugs, Robin stated. Now figure out the last thing, the final piece of the puzzle. 
Nightwing encouraged. Robin walked around the five guys once more. Then he noticed one thing they all have in common. They all had net tattoos. All of them were really bad cover-ups. The cover-up being the black and green letter D, which was for Dr. Dead's gang logo. Robin then pressed his communicator. Barbara, did Howard ever work for a gang? Robin asked. Yes, he was hired by Mr. Freeze and the Joker before Union Day. Barbara explained. Dr. Dead has rehired old thugs, which means we can find a few names in our database. We can get a few locations, meaning we might just find one of Dr. Dead's uh, labs or layers or something. Robin gasped. He looked at Nightwing with a concerned look on his face. Well done. You were slow, but you used your head. Nightwing told him. Robin then sighed with relief and then stood there with a grin. Suddenly, sirens could be heard and the two heroes could see the lights of police sirens coming from a distance. They both hopped onto the night cycle and drove off before the police showed up. Robin placed a poker chip in his pocket for safekeeping. May I remind you, Dick Grayson is hosting a fundraiser at the New Wayne Enterprises and we have a lot to do before the eventful evening. Alfred asked over the communicator. Don't worry, Alfred. I haven't forgotten. We are on our way home. Nightwing responded. Then they headed back to the Batcave. Hey, I know you've been enjoying what you're listening to. Please insert name of show here. And if you've been enjoying that, come on over to the Zero to Hero podcast, where Billy and myself, the Balkan School of Podcasting, go through and examine all kinds of things like 90s nostalgia, the moon landings, historical plots, assassination attempts, and, weirdly enough, genetics. Come on over to the Zero Hero Podcast if you want to talk about weird things. The next day, Dick and Alex spent the morning running names of gangs and their members to see which ones were still active in Gotham and which ones were out of prison, then running their names through the police database to see if their location had been documented. Alfred walked in with two suits draped over his arms. I'm really not doing good here. Master Dick, Master Alex, I must insist that you get yourself ready. I'm sure Barbara will alert you if and when you are needed, but this fundraiser is important. Alfred pleaded. He has a point, Alex. Come on, let's smash this fundraiser, yeah? Dick asked. Okay, yeah, sure, let's go. Alex grinned. Then they both of them went upstairs to suit up. That evening, Dick and Alex walked into the top floor of the Wayne Enterprise building and walked into a huge crowd that awaited them. Everyone started cheering. Dick was handed a glass of champagne and a microphone. Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming tonight. As you all know, Bruce Wayne was my father, and he was a huge fighter for the city, and I want to carry on his legacy. That is why every penny made for the fundraiser will go to the schools, hospitals, the police, our firefighters, everyone who wakes up and makes their day-to-day decisions to make the world a better place, just like Bruce did. So have a drink. The buffet looks amazing. And enjoy. Dick said to the room, everyone cheered, and once more, everyone started clapping for Dick, and Dick started shaking people's hands. A man started playing the piano in the background. Alex scooted himself over to the buffet, then pulled out his phone to check on Barbara, who was scanning for the thugs whilst uh, Alfred was busy in the manor. And of course, Dick and Alex was at the fundraiser. 
the scanner was still scanning and checking for thugs to see who might be working for Dr. Dead. Dick walked up to him and dragged him to one corner. Hey, put that away. It's not Robin I need here, it's Alex. Dick snapped. I'm just keeping an eye out for things. Alex hushed. We will handle it when information comes to light, but right now I need you in the room, not headhunting for Dr. Dead. Dick snapped at him. Alex rolled his eyes, then shoved his phone into his pocket. They turned to the crowd, and a man stood there staring at them. Now, why on earth would the famous Mr. Grayson be talking about little old me? The man chuckled. Both Dick and Alex dropped into their fighting stances, but the man pulled out a small blade. Now, now, gentlemen. <laughs> you are not dressed for the occasion. Dr. Dead grinned. Dick and Alex straightened themselves up. Nice skin makeup. You're usually more whiter than this. Alex mocked. What's the plan here, dead? What's the plan here, dead? Dick said through his teeth. Well, maybe. I felt sad. As invited. I mean, both our predecessors were enemies. But they were also friends. Yin, Yang, that sort of thing. Dr. Dead explained. We're not friends, dude. Alex grunted. Now, that hurts my feelings. If you're not going to be my friend, maybe these two will. <laughs> Dot Dead grinned. Then suddenly a woman screamed and the music stopped playing as Bane and Scarecrow walked out of the elevator, leading a bunch of thugs all carrying different types of guns. In Bane's hand was a head. The head belonged to the receptionist downstairs. Bane placed it on the bar and people started screaming and crying. Scarecrow walked over to the piano and placed a big canister on it and pressed a button on the canister, then walked over to Dr. Dead. Dick noticed a trigger switch in his hand. Alex looked at Dick, confused and slightly worried. Bane, Scarecrow and Dr. Dead all walked into the centre of the room and everyone stood there and watched the three criminals as they all started walking around. They were pushed up against the windows as the gunmen aimed their pistols and rifles, making sure that no one did anything too rash. Let us have some fun! Dr. Dead grinned. Everyone stood there, waiting for the villains to make their move, waiting for some hero to come save them. And there we have it, guys. We have... War Against Gotham Chapter 4. I hope that you enjoyed this chapter and of course I have to thank my voice actors. We have Mark the Red Cornish Ranger playing one of the voices for Doctor Dead and he's my Alfred. You can check out his content on Nerds Through Comics with uh, his, uh, that's his podcast where he adapts comic books into order dramas. He's got his own original story and of course you can find some of my stories on there because we are partners. Then you have my Dick Grayson, aka Nightwing voice actor, and he's my parapetite. And he's also Willie, Cosplay Dude 67. He has an array of different podcasts where you can listen to loads of different types of stories with Storytime, uh, Cosplay Dude 67, Parents Universe 19, Sailor Moon E, and our YouTube channel called Storytime, no, Cosplay Family 67 Nostalgia Storytime. And you can go follow all these and you can listen to all different types of stories which is going to be really fun uh, and if you like anything to do on my channel you're definitely going to love his stuff too then of course we have the other Dr. Dead voice actor which belongs to Jay 
uh, you can also check out his stuff as well. That being said, usually I do have more voice actors, but I didn't feel like the characters were needed in this chapter. We are in association with Zero to Heroes, so make sure you go check out that podcast if you want to hear two bumbling brothers, both in Scholar Podcasting, but in gym, talk about lots of different fandoms. They're a whole bunch of fun, and they also interview people about said fandoms, and they're just uh, generally nice people, not only to hear, but they're actually good friends of us, and you know they're very good um, people to listen to. Of course, make sure you check out our brother channel, which is Tie Tigers. There's Lost Stories where I write stories in the first person perspective and they've got more of a twist to them, less fan fiction-y. There are some fan fiction stories coming to the channel but not so much, uh, more original stuff there too. So make sure you go subscribe to that one and go check out the content there. Subscribe to this channel and that being said I shall see you guys really soon.